Hi everyone, welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Last week, I went over the police reports from the officers at the scene on that sad early morning of March 2nd, 2017. And I also played Stacy's police interview, if you can even call it that, in its entirety. This week, I dissect Brittany's autopsy report and discuss the ridiculousness of it, in my opinion. Are you ready? Let's do this! At the Community Howard Regional Health in Kokomo, Indiana, on March 2nd, 2017, at 1 p.m., Thomas J. Sozio and his assistant, Donald Ross, performed an autopsy on Brittany Bell. Today, I am going to dissect that seven-page report and fill you in on all of the discrepancies, false statements, and inconsistencies within their findings. It's important for you guys to know that after speaking with an officer at Kokomo Police Department last week, I was informed by this person that they need to follow the evidence provided by professionals in cases like Brittany Bell. The professional this officer was referring to is Dr. Sozio, the pathologist. I cannot wait for you to hear the report used to close Brittany's case. Here we go. The report begins with a list of 11 preliminary anatomic clinical findings. I will first, you guys, list them for you, and then I'm going to go back through each one in more detail. So number one, history of seizure-like activity and possible prescription pill abuse. Number two, no blunt or penetrating trauma. Three, evidence of medical intervention, EKG pads. 4. Severe pulmonary edema. 5. Mild cerebral edema. 6. One large gallstone. 7. Mild fatty liver. 8. Early decomposition. 9. Absent left ovary and multiple cysts to the right ovary. Polycystic ovarian disease. 10 multiple scabbed excoriations, and superficial contusions of varying color and age to the body. 11. Post-mortem toxicology positive for clonazepam and citalopram. Okay. Number one. History of seizure-like activity and possible prescription pill abuse. What in the hell is seizure-like activity? According to mayoclinic.org, seizure signs and symptoms may include temporary confusion, a staring spell, uncontrollable jerking movements of the arms and legs, loss of consciousness or awareness, cognitive or emotional symptoms such as fear, anxiety, or deja vu. I want to know where Dr. Sozio came up with this accusation. We do our homework at Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Dr. Sozio. Brittany's mom has since requested 
all of her daughter's medical records to prove this accusation false. Brittany has not only never had a known seizure, she certainly never had a history of seizures or seizure-like activity. How can a pathologist write this as the number one finding in his report? I want proof, Sozio. What gave you the right to include this nonsense in your report about a fabulous woman that you clearly know nothing about? I asked Donna and Donnell Bell how he could have come up with this statement. And you guys, they are just as dumbfounded as I am. To this day, Dr. Sozio has never spoken with Brittany's parents to confirm or deny his accusation. And now for the second part of his number one finding, history of possible prescription pill abuse. Shut the fuck up. You are a professional. Your job is science. Your findings should only be based on facts. I don't give a shit about any of your possible theories. Give us the facts. Here's a reminder, Dr. Sozio. According to my online buddy Webster, a fact is something that has actual existence. Kokomo PD used this exact report to close Brittany's case. And some of the findings are alleged. You can't put a murderer away for life on alleged information, but Kokomo PD can close a highly suspicious death investigation that includes alleged information? This is so wrong. Where is your care for Brittany? Where is your determination to get facts to prove how Brittany Bell died? Where is your empathy? What if your child's case was closed on assumptions? What if the pathologist wrote in your child's official report that your child had a history of seizure-like activity and you know that's a lie? What would you do? It's bullshit and you know it, Kokomo PD. I'm not done with number one yet. (laughs) Back to the possible prescription pill abuse statement. Where in the hell did that come from? It certainly didn't come from her toxicology report. It certainly couldn't be from talking to her friends and family because we know you never interviewed them. Are you basing this accusation on Anthony and Stacy's interviews? The ones that will say anything to not get themselves in trouble? Now, you guys, I'm not denying that Brittany may have abused pills at some point, but I am also not confirming it because I don't know for a fact either way. What I do know is that prescription pills did not cause Brittany's death. I also know that Dr. Sozio did not get this information from Brittany's boyfriend, Reese, because Officer Webster met with him on May 9th, 2017 at 5.45 p.m. And you guys, this report was written one month earlier on April 17, 2017. So where the fuck did the first finding come from? 
Number two, no blunt or penetrating trauma. Um, I call bullshit on this one too. How can Dr. Sozio observe Brittany's deceased body and claim no blunt or penetrating trauma? After some research on my own, I found this, quote, blunt trauma is an injury to the body caused by forceful impact, injury, or physical attack with a dull object or surface. Penetrating trauma is when an object or surface pierces the body, causing an open wound, end quote. Now listen to this. I'm going to tell you guys the truth about the condition in which Brittany's body was found, starting from her feet up to her head. I am going to be pretty graphic, so if you don't want to have this vision, I fully understand and I suggest you fast forward a couple minutes. Okay. There is an open wound on the side of her left ankle just below the protruding bone. This wound is about the size of a quarter and is bright red, fresh-looking blood. The blood is not dripping, and it almost looks like a cheese slicer scraped the top of her skin off. There's a very small red mark at the bottom of Brittany's left shin, similar to like a cat scratch. There are visible bruises on both of her knees, and her right knee has what looks to me like a rug burn on it. And the inner part of her left knee has a wound and bruise on it. On her right thigh, I can see more bruises and a small scratch. And then on her left hip or upper thigh area, there is a large red area that looks similar to a rug burn with some purple bruising near it. Brittany's right thumb is tucked inside her right fingers in a loose fist-like position. She has an open red scrape above her thumb knuckle and two more small ones just above that. There is a small scrape just below her right wrist and it appears to be another scratch on the top of her right wrist. There are open bloody wounds on Brittany's right elbow and her left elbow has a series of bruises around and near it. And there is an odd looking dark circle about halfway between her elbow and wrist. You guys, Brittany's right breast has a very large bruise on it. Her nipple is extremely bruised and it spreads to the right and left of her nipple and as far down her breast as I can see. She also has what looks to me like slight rug burn on her exposed breast. I'd like to point out that this breast, her right one, is where Brittany kept her money. I do not think it's a coincidence that that is the breast exposed and severely bruised. Now for Brittany's beautiful face. She has a grass-like substance tucked slightly under her upper lip. It's yellowish and looks like a piece of dead grass, and it's about an inch in length. The bloodline coming from her mouth is angled upward, almost forming a smile on her right side. This tells me that she was left laying with her head shifted to the right and slightly upward. Her lividity shows me that she was resting on her right forehead just above the corner of her right eyebrow. 
She has a red rug burn looking mark on that exact spot. And her right eyelid and eyelashes are just pulled up slightly. I don't know about you, but there is no way Dr. Sozio can say there is no blunt or penetrating trauma, in my opinion. Brittany deserves so much better. Number three, evidence of medical intervention, EKG pads. Now this is a fucking joke, in my opinion. You guys, Anthony, as well as every single officer, EMS, and fire personnel stated that upon arrival, it was clear that Brittany was deceased and had been for a while. What is the reason for the EKG pads placed on her arms and legs? EKG pads, you guys, are used to track heart rate. And there is not one picture of the EKG pads connected to the wires and transponder. They are literally just placed on her body like stickers. It makes me wonder if the EKG pads were strategically placed. Maybe they are covering something KPD didn't want us to see. Maybe the pads were there just so KPD could say they intervened. Maybe I'm completely wrong and it's protocol for KPD to place these sticker-like small squares on bodies that have been deceased for hours. On to number four, severe pulmonary edema. This means there is fluid in the lungs. According to mayoclinic.org, causes of non-cardiogenic pulmonary edema include acute respiratory distress syndrome. This occurs when your lungs suddenly fill with fluid and inflammatory white blood cells caused by trauma, sepsis, pneumonia, and severe bleeding. Adverse drug reaction or drug overdose can also cause fluid in the lungs. Blood clot in the lungs, exposure to certain toxins, high altitudes, near drowning, negative pressure, nervous system conditions, smoke inhalation, transfusion-related lung injury, and viral infections also cause severe pulmonary edema. Yes, I said drug overdose in there, but again... Brittany's toxicology report proves she did not overdose. Number five, mild cerebral edema. This means that Brittany had mild fluid around her brain. According to Medical News Today, causes of this swelling can be traumatic brain injury, a stroke, brain tumor, infection, brain hemorrhage, and high altitude. Number six, one large gallstone. So again, thanks to Mayo Clinic, gallstones are hardened deposits for digestive fluid called bile that form in your gallbladder. It is also noted that some people do not experience symptoms while others do and usually require gallbladder removal surgery. Number seven, mild fatty liver. According to Healthline, fatty liver happens when fat builds up in the liver. Having small amounts of fat in your liver is normal, but too much can become a health problem. Sounds to me like Brittany's was normal. Number eight, 
early decomposition. This just tells us that Brittany's body was in the beginning stage of decomposition called autolysis. Number nine, absent left ovary and multiple cysts to right ovary, polycystic ovarian disease. You guys, this is a hormonal disorder common among women of reproductive age, of which Brittany fits at the age of 22. And you guys, during my research on polycystic ovarian syndrome, I discovered that some of the complications are miscarriage or premature birth, as well as fat accumulation in the liver, both of which Brittany experienced. And I was informed by Donna Bell, Brittany's mom, that after giving birth to her sweet twins, Brittany had complications resulting in removing her left ovary. Number 10, multiple scabbed excoriations and superficial contusions of varying color and age to the body. An excoriation, you guys, is a fancy way of referring to a place where your skin is scraped or abraded. So when I made a reference to the scrape on Brittany's ankle looking like someone used a cheese slicer, yeah, that's an excoriation. Clearly, I am not very fancy. And a contusion is a medical term for a bruise. After trauma, patients may have many superficial contusions that are visible to the eye. So in other words, Dr. Sozio states that Brittany had multiple scabbed scrapes and bruises of varying color on her body. Sozio and I have very different opinions on what a scab is. Brittany may have some scabs, but she definitely has some open wounds as well. And he just so happened to forget to mention those. I wonder why. And now for the bruises. Brittany does in fact have many bruises on her body in varying color. A bruise is usually red right after the injury. And then within a day or two, it turns purplish or black and blue. In 5 to 10 days, it may be green or yellow. And then in 10 to 14 days, it's yellowy brown or like a light brown color. And these bruises typically fade away in about two weeks. And now you guys for the last clinical finding. Number 11, post-mortem toxicology positive for clonazepam and citalopram. Yep, Brittany's tax results showed she had 8.2 nanograms per milliliter of clonazepam and 285 nanograms per milliliter of citalopram. That's generic for Lexapro, you guys, in her specimen. Both of those are nearly 1,000 nanograms per milliliter below the lethal limit. Okay, so now that we have gone through Dr. Thomas Sozio's clinical findings that he sent to Kokomo Police Department that were used to close Brittany's case, let's get to the meat of his report explaining how he came to these 11 findings, most of which is bullshit in my opinion. Under the subtitle, Circumstances of Death, it states, quote, 
According to personal conversation with the Howard County Coroner's Office, the descendant was suffering from seizure-like activity and also possibly was abusing prescription pills. The descendant was found unresponsive by her boyfriend who called 911. EMS arrived and placed EKG pads on her and pronounced her non-viable on March 2nd, 2017, end quote. Okay, here we go. According to a personal conversation with Howard County Coroner's office, what the fuck? An office can't talk. An office is not living. Sozio, you did not talk to the coroner's office. You spoke with someone at the coroner's office. Who was that person? And why are you not naming that person? So you're telling me that Howard County Coroner's Office told you that Brittany was suffering from seizure-like activity and was possibly abusing prescription drugs, and you just went with that? That is asinine. Did you ask this office to show you proof of these accusations? You guys, listen to this. My sister-in-law, Egypt, was murdered, and one of the guys arrested was the one that pointed out her house to the alleged killers. During his interrogation, he mentioned the motive, and he named the other two men arrested. However, his testimony cannot be used against the other two jerks in the court of law because it is hearsay. My point is that we cannot use someone else's witness statement to accuse someone in a murder. But Howard County and Kokomo can use hearsay to close Brittany's death case. Now that's fucked up. Next up, Brittany was not found by her boyfriend as the official report that was used to close her case states. Brittany's boyfriend was incarcerated at the time. Get your facts straight. Hey, Sozio, did the office tell you that one too? Because that's a lie. So now, how can we believe anything coming from them? The report then names those in attendance for the autopsy. J.D. Price, Howard County Chief Deputy Coroner. Debbie Reynolds Nunnally, Howard County Deputy Coroner. Donald Ross, Autopsy Technician. And Dr. Thomas J. Sozio, Prosecutor. Yeah, Prosecutor? What? So Dr. Sozio is now the pathologist, as stated on the cover page, and he's the prosecutor, as stated on page three. Okay, so the cover page states the following were in attendance. Dr. Thomas J. Sozio, pathologist, Donald Ross, assistant, and Dr. Stephen Seeley, Howard County coroner. You guys, and then just two pages later, it's a new coroner that was there, another deputy coroner was there, and now Dr. Sozio is the prosecutor. What the fuck 
is going on? Is this a circus? Okay, next subtitle in the report is external examination. It states in part, quote, The body is received clad in a green sleeveless shirt, a hot pink purple bra, a gray metal necklace present around the neck. There are multiple EKG pads around about the chest, abdomen, and extremities, end quote. Whoa. First of all, her necklace is golden in color, not gray. And there are zero, yes, zero EKG pads on Brittany's chest and abdomen as stated. None, you guys. She has four EKG pads on her, one near each shoulder and one on each thigh. That's it. Nothing on her chest or abdomen as stated. How can they lie like this on official documents and get away with it? I want answers. Brittany deserves answers. The report goes on to say, quote, The descendant's head is covered by long auburn brown colored hair that measures up to 24 inches in length. End quote. You guys, Brittany has blonde hair. Like blonde, blonde hair. You can check out her photos on my Facebook and Instagram at MyLindsayAnn and at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. In her crime scene photos, it appears to me, though, that her hair is damp, causing it to look a little bit more of a strawberry reddish color. And then comes, quote, the body has no evidence of blunt or penetrating trauma, end quote. I already went over that absurd statement in depth. Next, it goes on to state that Brittany's right breast has a 3 by 2 inch multicolored bruise on it and a tattoo over her right upper chest. It then states the following, quote, There are multiple amateur tattoos of a smiley face, heart, and penis present over the descendant's upper chest. Um, wrong! You guys, no joke. The smiley face tattoo that he is talking about is located on her right pelvic area. Nowhere near her upper chest. And I didn't see a heart tattoo anywhere. But I did see a star tattooed on her right hand. No heart is over her upper chest. And then the penis tattoo. I searched for that thing and could not find it. I'm not saying that she doesn't have one, but I'm saying that she certainly does not have a penis tattoo over her upper chest, as stated on this official document, used to close Brittany Bell's case. And then you guys, after talking with Donna, her mom, she informed me that this tattoo was actually between her breasts and it wasn't visible. But it's not, you guys, it's not over her upper breast. The report states, quote, there is some blood present within the vaginal orifice with a malodorous smell consistent with a sexually transmitted disease. 
The vaginal vault has no evidence of blunt or penetrating trauma, end quote. Hold the fuck up. There is blood present and an odor coming from Brittany's vagina. And you guys, these people did not conduct a rape test. Who the fuck are you, Sozio, to claim Brittany may have an STD? Facts, buddy. We want facts. Show us proof. It goes on to state, quote, There are multiple contusions present over the descendant's right and left arms on the upper ventral aspects, end quote. Let me remind you about the number two finding, no blunt or penetrating trauma. Last I checked, a bruise is a sign of trauma. The report goes on to note the multiple tattoos found on Brittany's arms and legs, one of which is a peace symbol over her left shin. You guys, I searched and searched for this peace sign, and I swear to you, it is not there. But guess where I ended up finding that peace sign tattoo? I found it on the outside edge of Brittany's left foot, and it's about the size of a dime. Not even close to the top of her left shin. Peace the fuck out, Sozio. The next part is so ridiculous, I laughed out loud when I read it. It states, quote, There are superficial abrasions present on the descendant's right and left lateral malleolus ankle consistent with possible shoe injury from a possible motor vehicle collision, end quote. Are you fucking kidding me? There should not be any theories in an autopsy report. Just facts. Get the fuck out of here with your possible shoe injury from a possible collision. So Brittany did, in fact, get in a car accident on February 20th, 2017, nine days prior to her death. But how does that give Sozio the right to put that as a possibility in his report? Plus, the scrape is bright red, you guys. It's fresh. The external examination concludes with, quote, the posterior aspect of the body has no evidence of blunt or penetrating trauma, end quote. What? You just talked about all of the scrapes and bruises present on Brittany's body. Am I dreaming? What if this happened to you? What if this nonsense was written about your daughter's suspicious death? I cannot even imagine. I'm so sorry, Donna and Donnell Bell. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting for your baby. You guys, the next subtitle I will discuss in the report is Organ Dissection. Brittany's beautiful, generous, and kind heart is first on the list. She doesn't have any plaque or buildup of fats. Her arteries are normal. Brittany's heart valves were dilated, and causes of this are severe coronary artery disease, alcoholism, 
thyroid disease, diabetes, infections of the heart, heart valve abnormalities, and drugs that damage the heart. It is also noted that her aorta has no lacerations and no dissection of aneurysm. I would like to state that Deputy Coroner Jay Price told Donna and Donnell Bell that Brittany's heart was, quote, as strong as an ox, end quote. Next is her lungs and then liver, which I covered earlier in this episode. Brittany's spleen and pancreas are good, and it's noted that she has some inflammation in her gastrointestinal tract. Next is noted about her absent left ovary and the cysts present on her right side. It is also mentioned that, quote, there is a large amount of blood about the cervical OS, consistent with menses. The vaginal vault has no evidence of blunt or penetrating trauma and no fetus identified, end quote. I want to hold there for just a minute. While looking at the crime scene photos, I zoomed in so I could see inside Brittany's bathroom garbage, and I noticed multiple tampon wrappers. So yes, Brittany could have absolutely been on her period the day she died, but those tampons also could have been from her roommate, Stacy. Why wasn't Brittany wearing a tampon when she was found? Or where is her underwear? Was there a pad in them? I want facts, Sozio, not possibilities. Why was there not a rape kit done on Brittany? Why not do one and rule that out to shut people like me up? Next was her neck and head, and both internally show no trauma. Then is the toxicology and histology, and the conclusion stating that the results and report are shared with Howard County Coroner's Office with all questions answered. There you have it. Brittany's autopsy report and all the bullshit that came with it. Dr. Sozio ruled Brittany's death as heart dysrhythmia and reason unknown. I have been in touch with Dr. Sozio, and he has agreed to meet with me, Kokomo Police Department, the coroner, and the Bell family. I will believe it when I actually am sitting across from him. You guys won't believe what we have been discovering the last week or so. Remember Officer Haas, the one that interviewed Stacy for eight fucking minutes and got nothing out of it, in my opinion? Yeah, he's also the officer that authorized, signed, and reviewed the closing of Brittany Bell's case on November 9th, 2017. That guy, you remember him? Well, guess what, you guys? As of January 18th, he became the new deputy coroner when Jay Price retired. This small town of good old boys department is getting exposed. I wonder if Haas closed Brittany's case in November because he couldn't have any open cases when he became deputy coroner. I'm not sure, but it's worth the thought, and it's sickening. Brittany's case is 100% solvable, you guys. 
the state police and the FBI have tools and resources to prove why Brittany is no longer with us. Kokomo Police Department did not do a thorough investigation, in my opinion, and I will expose every detail to prove my opinion correct. As soon as we get Brittany's case in the hands of Indiana State Police, I have all the confidence in the world that she and her family will get justice. With the help of all of you, we know that we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. If you enjoyed this episode, please, you guys, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free, and it will help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you so much for all of your support. Also, at can'tstopwon'tstop.store, you can purchase your merchandise. can'tstopwon'tstop.store. But order soon so you can show your support at our March for Justice on July 2nd, 2021 in Kokomo, Indiana. Check out Can't Stop, Won't Stop on Facebook for more details. Huge shout out to Donna Bell, Brittany's mother. You are a force to be reckoned with. Because of you, I am able to share your baby's story. Because of you, we are going to get justice for Brittany, her babies, and your family. I am honored to speak on your behalf and share the truth. It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. You guys, what if this happened to your innocent child? What if your loved one's friends staged a crime scene? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers you know i don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen i don't have all the answers it has been Only four does. years since britney was taken from all of us it has been four years of obstacles and lies from people she trusted and from the police It has been four years that no family should ever have to go through. Brittany, we can't stop, and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. You guys, please be sure to join our Facebook group, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for more information, where Dwayne and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow me on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song Where'd You Go featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week, you guys.